So marriage is based on a covenant, which is a divinely created relational bond, which means because it was created in heaven, it must have some amazing purpose behind it. Look, if I create a car, uh, what's the purpose compared to when Elon Musk creates a car? If I create a painting versus when Van Gogh creates a painting, well, the purpose is vastly different. Thus, the reason we need to understand what the purpose behind God's covenant is, for marriage, that is. And that's where we're going today. Wake the faith up, Garth Ekman, the David Alliance. Hey, many of you asked me yesterday why I didn't uh, get all excited or beat my chest regarding the Bears' victory Monday night. And let's be honest, uh, was it a victory? I mean, we scored more points. I'm not sure it was a victory. I I love our coach. He's a, a God-fearing man, but I, I we, need a, we need a new offensive coordinator, a new coach. I don't know. Maybe Pace has to go. I'm not sure. And I'm sorry to all my Vikings fans because I live here in Minnesota. But that is the one time that I hope the Vikings lose, and that's when they play the Bears. And thus, it worked out. I will move on. Hey, you can reach out to me at tdagiantslayer at gmail.com. And as always, when I start to talk about marriage, people want to send me their questions. And many times they're personal, and that's great. I don't share your emails with anyone. No one reads my emails and forwards them to me, so you can be safe to know that I'm the only one and the only eyes that will look at them. So again, feel free to reach out. Love to uh, pray for you, talk to you, and maybe sow some advice into your relationships. With that, we have marriage, and it's not meant to be easy. Marriage is meant to be hard. When you understand what a covenant is, you realize it's hard. Why should it be hard? A, it'll make you second-guess why you should marry. And B, it'll make you second-guess who you should marry. If the person you're going to marry doesn't understand a covenant, it's going to be a long road, my friend. And maybe you're in a marriage right now and neither of you truly understood what a covenant was. Well, it's time to do your homework, dig in, and make your marriage and create a marriage and build your marriage on a covenant. So if we know that marriage is a covenant then it has to have some major purposes. And there are three major purposes we see from Mark chapter 10, Ephesians chapter 5, and specifically Genesis 1.27. From these, we see these three purposes for your marriage. Number one, to reflect the image of God. Note the phrase in Genesis 1.27, in our image and in our likeness, he created them. This is talking about Adam and Eve not only created individually, but now as they have become one, he has created them in his image. There's nothing like a marriage to show you how poorly of a reflection you have of Christ. You know, I like to think I'm very godly when I'm around other people, and then sometimes when I'm not around my wife, well, my reflection gets a little cloudy. It gets a little muddy. So we need to understand that my marriage must reflect. And who I am with my wife, it must reflect the image of God. Number two, we must reproduce a godly heritage. Again, Genesis 1.28, we learn that couples are to be fruitful and increase in number. Now, God himself, he adopts us as his own children. Uh, We see this in Romans 8, 15, 20, and 23, Galatians 4, 4 through 6, Ephesians 1, 5 through 6. And really, truly, when we have kids, 
we're the understanding is we're adopting these kids out of the hands of God from heaven. We produce a godly heritage in our own kids, but also we produce a godly heritage through our marriage and those that we, as I call, as I say, those sons that I choose. I have two boys, but they're also sons that I choose to be the father to. In today's world, we've got a culture, we've got a generation upon generation being built on a fatherless home. And so my marriage gets to reproduce a godly heritage in boys and in women that my my wife did not birth. I believe that your greatest witness, your strongest pull to the gospel for non-believers is your marriage and the family you raise. I cannot tell you how many times my boys, their friends would come over and they would have questions about our marriage. They would be in awe about our marriage. They wanted to be around our family because of the way our marriage was reproducing who God was in and through the DNA of our family. We understood that we are producing, we are again, a godly heritage in our own boys, but we're producing a godly heritage in many of the kids who don't have a godly marriage. And I'm thankful to see many of these kids grow up with a hunger to know God more simply because of the godly heritage that we had in our marriage and we have in our marriage. Number three purpose, and this is really important to understand, to reign in spiritual warfare. Genesis 1.28. According to scripture, the third purpose for marriage is to steward or to care and cultivate everything God entrusts to us, spiritual, physical, and relational. And through that, we oversee that and we steward that through spiritual warfare. Yes, we have to put in physical labor, mental and emotional labor. We have to put in effort. But the way we steward it now in a fallen world is through our spiritual warfare. Understand this, your marriage is under attack because he knows it speaks loudly of God's grace and he knows it is your source of strength and encouragement. Look, he knows that if one will chase a thousand, two will chase 10,000. If he can attack your marriage, then he knows it will limit and it will be a liability to how well you are in spiritual warfare. There's nothing worse than being wiped out and tired in spiritual warfare. It's a wonderful thing to come home to a wife who is loving and encouraging and builds you up, knowing that you've been in spiritual warfare all day. Same thing when a husband comes home and knows that his wife is under attack, to build her up and pray for her and care for her, knowing that you two as a whole, you encourage and bring life to one another so that your spiritual warfare is at its peak so that it's firing on all cylinders. Look, when Satan weakens your marriage, he weakens your ability to rule and reign. I'll say it again. When Satan weakens your marriage, he weakens your ability to rule and reign. Thus, purpose number three in a marriage is to reign in spiritual warfare, Ephesians chapter six. Look, there's a lot more to come, and tomorrow we're talking about the unseen benefits of a covenant. Till then, keep, Slaying Giants.